The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast where a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist, that's me. Try to solve your long-running relationship issues in <laughs> ten minutes Why or less. Why? What? I. Why did you pause? You know what? After our conversation last time, I'm starting to think that maybe the pause is just by the delay in the audio from our phone calls. So on my end, it's not much of a pause at all. I think maybe this is a phantom pause in your head, and then when I edit <laughs> our two halves together, they uh, it, it's gone, and nobody knows what you're talking about. You just sound crazy or crazier than normal, and it finally makes sense. You know, in that pause, there's a little voice going, oh, thank God, maybe he hung up. But anyway, <laughs> we have questions. What do we got this yes, week? Yes, we have a great question this week. Here it is. Hi, guys. I'm a 32-year-old mechanic, and I'm having trouble with my supervisor. I can get along with almost everyone in my workplace apart from one specific supervisor who makes unnecessary, unhelpful, snarky, and sarcastic comments regularly enough that I feel like I'm being subjected to the Chinese torture of death by a thousand cuts. Every individual comment is small enough that I feel unjustified making a big deal about it, but the cumulative effect is infuriating me. I'm trying my best to, uh, not to ruminate about these comments, but the shampoo bottles in my shower have witnessed me win more pretend arguments than I care to admit. I'm be if I'm being charitable to him, I think he believes he's funny, but I really just don't appreciate it. I have had a bad experience in the past with a different uh, supervisor who had a very similar manner. After bringing my issues with him to the head, I ended up fired, so I'm <laughs> hesitant to do the same thing in this situation. That may have been partly due to the fact that I let things go on for so long and let it build up inside me until I blew up in a flurry of expletives. I'm generally a non-confrontational person, and I feel uncomfortable having honest conversations about how I'm feeling with the person I feel irritated by. My heart rate jumps up, and I know I can get angry easily. So far, I've tried limiting my interactions with him and just giving the shortest answers to any questions he needs me to answer that are work-related, but I think this is a Band-Aid solution, and I would prefer to make it clear to him that I don't appreciate his BS, and I don't ever want to talk to him again. Please let me know if there are any tools for dealing with this uh, kind of person and what the best way forward would be. Thanks. All right. <laughs> God, I just, I can't stand the kind of people that his supervisor is. <laughs> but I will add, I wonder if the supervisor is being jocular or if he's really being snarky. Like uh, hmm. sometimes people think they're being, like you, for example. James. Oh, right, like, okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> just very insulting, constantly derogatory, but I think you find yourself charming and approachable. Uh, but I don't know, maybe the supervisor's doing that, he's doing a break well, or maybe he is uh, just sort of a uh, rear-end hat that this guy needs to deal with. I will add this, the reason I chuckled is because this guy is, in my mind, just that simple snippet that he sent, that, that he's sort of an introvert, and his, his, his um, 
metaphor, it's not a metaphor. God dang, I can't think of the word, James. The shampoo bottles in my shower have seen me win more arguments or whatever his, like uh, that sort of language tells me he's, he's a thinker. He's an internalizer. He's got good language skills. He's very bright. But also that he sort of lives in his head, that when he feels conflict or stress, he withdraws from people and kind of thinks through it. He has that language ability. The problem is he does get more nervous approaching people when he's feeling stressed. And I imagine that relationships he's in work the same way. If one of his friends or one of his uh, romantic partners irritates him, it's the same mechanism. So what I recommend is you do have to say something to your supervisor because every nickel is only a nickel to him, but they add up to a dollar to you because you don't purge this stuff as often as somebody who is, I don't know, more more of a stereotypic mechanic might uh, just have a shot and a beer and go home. Like for you, you, you think about this and it lands and it sits on you. So what I would do is practice, not practice winning an argument, but practice with a simple and direct statement to your supervisor. And it should be done away from people because if he feels like you are facing him in front or facing, meaning uh, you're, you're challenging him in front of other employees, he's going to rise up and crush you. And that might be why you got fired the last time. I'm sure there's a backstory to that one that's kind of similar to this one. But instead of being irritated, or what I, the, the person I think I, I took away from a movie a good couple of tips in handling this kind of situation. And uh, I know James has never heard of nor seen this movie because that's <laughs> the way he rolls. But watch Get Shorty with John Travolta. There is a scene where Travolta is explaining to somebody how to be assertive. And I don't know who wrote the scene, but it's really marvelously done. And I think if you can sort of channel Travolta in that movie for 30 seconds and just keep a lid on your anger, but kind of talk through your plans so you don't have to think on your feet because that emotional part of your brain is going to start overriding the rational part of your brain. So this needs to be a little bit rehearsed ahead of time. But just work out what you need to say to your supervisor. And it doesn't have to be a soliloquy. It can just be a sentence or two. But just make good eye contact and be direct and keep your tone flat so that there's not a challenge in it, but just a little push. And uh, that's my recommendation, James. I I don't know what say you and uh, to this fellow. Well, first of all, my sarcasm and demeaning remarks are delightful and everyone enjoys them, so I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, as for the supervisor, I think whether or not you can affect change in this situation largely depends on if this supervisor is like this with everyone or if he's just like this with you. So if this guy only makes sarcastic comments about the letter writer, is only like this around the letter writer, he probably feels like the letter writer is somebody he can kind of push around and get away with this, um, you know, with. But if, if he's with this, if there's 10 employees and he's like this with all 10 employees, any, any response or feedback you give, I mean, you're really going to be trying to change this guy's whole personality and management style. And, uh, you know, this guy's probably in his you know, 30s or 40s at this point, maybe older. It's unlikely any, any change that happens is I, I doubt it's going to stick and it's going to take a great deal of effort, and a great deal of introspection. And I'm just not confident that it's going to happen. Um, you know, now, some Band-Aid solutions to go along with what you've suggested before. I guess if you want to talk to him and see if you can get him to stop, especially if it is just with you, uh, there, there are all kinds of books out there about how to have uh, difficult conversations or confrontations without your heart rate going up and in, you know it's one of those things that's easier said than done but I think there's one that's by uh, you know 
it's called Crucial Conversations. It's by uh, that that Covey guy. I don't, he writes all the business books. But there's one out there that that's supposed to be Stephen uh, Covey. Yeah, it's it's about you know your you know your manager's making a horrible business decision. How are you going to get around this? I don't know if it's so much for <laughs> your manager is a jerk. Here's how to not make him be a jerk. But it does walk you through practical steps on how to you know even you know bring this uh, bring up a tough tough topic, which is what this is. Um, I would say another thing though, if if he's a jerk to everybody, it's probably your better situation uh, because maybe you can just find solve with with your fellow mechanics so if you are an introvert and you, you're feeling this way maybe everybody else feels this way too and you can find that camaraderie just by talking with your co-workers about you know what a jerk this guy is now <laughs> that cannot you can this can you know backfire this can lead to a toxic you know work environment and all of that but if everybody hates this guy you know one it tells you where you're coming from so you can present a united front if it comes to that but two you'll just realize you're not alone you can uh, you can talk through this with somebody you can go have a beer with somebody and blow off some steam, uh, you know, I, I think everybody gets along better if you're talking about how much you hate one other person in particular. That just brings us all together. It's the most primal bonding human experience. And uh, That's if, true. Yeah, it is. I mean, people people love that. And uh, if it's surely, if this guy is as bad as you say, and if he's like that with everybody, you can't be feeling this alone. Everybody but likely hates the guy. And... Um, and, and as far as you know, blowing up like you did with the other your, the the other situation, yeah, definitely don't do that. Whatever you do, uh, whether you decide to confront him, you know, following the advice in books, whether you decide to just kind of find emotional, uh, you know, support from your fellow coworkers, or you know, whatever, whatever route you go, don't you know, just one day suddenly snap. Uh, before that happens, just find another job where you can get a you know a good recommendation. Unfortunately, bad supervisors are a fact of life. Unfortunately, people we don't get along with our fact of life. I mean, just look at me and Steve. There's at this point there's no changing either of us. <laughs> we just if it really gets to the point where we're intolerable, we'll probably just have to go and find other podcasts. Uh so that would be my advice. Uh any closing thoughts, Steve? Yeah, uh I, I was just thinking uh the blue collar professions are probably going to be the last bastion of unwoke people. Oh. So <laughs> I don't know that uh, worrying about feelings is something that's going to bleed into that industry anytime soon. You do have to watch out for yourself. But I, I will close by saying a lot of these conversations are hard to begin. But once you're through that portal, you'll be fine. Like you do a whole lot of fretting ahead of time. But once the ice is broken, you can probably sort of find your legs and keep moving in the conversation. So it's just getting to that door and walking through it. That is the hard part. All right. Well, if you have a conversation you'd like us to, not a conversation, a question. Don't send us a conversation. <laughs> I don't even know what this podcast is about anymore. If you have a question you'd like us to answer about a relationship, uh, send that in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be like this one. It can be a question about work. It can be a question between siblings, a question between a parent and a pet, whatever you've got, any kind of relationship, send it in. Uh, this has been another week of 10 minutes to save your marriage, and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back.